0: With many consumers staying at home and tightening their purse strings, it can be difficult to stay visible and relevant. KD Pro Video wants to help local businesses like yours communicate with customers better by providing affordable and professional video production services. Find out more about KD Pro Video at katiepro.com. here with another edition of The Scoop from Mesa County Press brought to you by West Shore Bank and Benton Baker Ford. And today I'm joined with Lettington City Manager Mitch Foster. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Dad? New dad. Oh, yeah. Busy, oh,
1: sure. yeah, busy, tired, uh, all of the above, Thrilled. but super awesome. Yeah, it's it super is awesome. awesome.
0: It is awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today. Hey, not a problem. So we're going to talk about a couple different things that are happening in the city. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's talk about the road construction <laughs> that's been going on. Yeah, so.
1: it's almost been like a continuation of Loomis. Uh, so we were lucky to get the Loomis Street Reconstruction Project completed now. Um, That was uh, delayed by a few weeks just because of weather and other considerations. Uh, But now that's completely done. Uh, We've got a few items that we've got to go and finish up over there, but then we'll be good to go. Um, And now you've seen MDOT has started the Ludington Avenue and Lakeshore Drive uh, resurfacing project. Mm -hmm. Um, That is also a couple weeks behind schedule, but if you go out there today on Friday, they're starting to to mill off the top layers over on Lakeshore Drive, which is great news because that means they'll get to be paving that here in a, a short term. Um, really, for that project, it's pretty simple. They're doing it, milling off a couple inches off of the black top off the top, okay. and then repaving that uh, to the new level. Okay. So it's it's not a you know super long term project. We're talking ten to fifteen year fix, um, but it's something that gets that road condition back into something that it doesn't hurt teeth when you drive over
0: lake shore was getting a little bumpy
1: it was especially that intersection right when you make that right hand turn Mm -hmm. i mean you hit multiple potholes so it it is great Um, and you'll actually see out in front of house of flavors as well as right in front of wesco they dug down significantly deeper um, because of uh, some road base issues and uh, they wanted to make sure that was fixed up for a short term as well and actually out in front of west uh the uh out in front of House of Flavors, they found a giant tree stump. And if you go to the Wesco, the lot behind Wesco, you can see that tree stump that they found. In the road? In the, buried as part of the base.
0: Wow. It's incredible. Yep. That's odd.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but that project, it's, yeah, a couple weeks behind, but they're still hoping to pave by the uh, 27th of October. Okay. So that's great news.
0: And then they're also, they were redoing, like, the ramps on every other corner of the north and south side?
1: Oh Yeah, so they were redoing the ramps uh, for ADA accessibility changes. Okay. And then if you go out towards the boulevard section of Ludington Avenue, they've actually added an extension of those boulevards for essentially a sidewalk or a pedestrian refuge area okay. in the middle so you can walk halfway across, feel safe out there, and then continue to cross instead of walking through the roadway the entire crossing of right. Lake and
0: or standing in the petunias. Right,
1: exactly. So that's, that's really good. That'll be a good pedestrian safety add-on. Um, and then the other neat thing that we've worked out with MDOT and the city council approved earlier this week was, um, you know, that turning lane on Lakeshore Drive, the entire length didn't make sense. No. (laughs) Wellington Avenue, sure. Stearns, Outer, makes sense. But the entire length didn't. And so we've worked it out with them where they will add on some shoulder space uh, for bicycle lanes on both sides of the road. Great. Um, We'll put up signs that don't allow parking, but it will also add some bicycle uh, facilities for us. And
0: you guys also... Earlier in the summer, added some um, angled parking kind of on the south end of the mini gulf too there just to add some extra parking.
1: Well, it was a little bit of parking, but really it was, if you go through that intersection, you go straight towards the west end, we have like five lanes of traffic built in there, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And so for us, it was, how can we slowly start to re-engage this intersection to a place that it makes sense for drivers and it's still safe for pedestrians? Sure, and yeah. so that's really the first step. I know a couple of city councilor candidates that are running have talked about that intersection needing some work, and we don't disagree, it's just trying to figure out a solution that's affordable and that MDOT will be uh, willing to work with us on.
0: Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Now we have more uh, construction, but in a different capacity (laughs) in James Street Plaza, which is becoming Legacy Park. Is it Legacy Park or Legacy Plaza?
1: I I call it Legacy Plaza. Okay. Um, Keeping the plaza. Yes, uh, but so it's you heard it's gonna, it here first. it's going to be really neat when it's all said and done. Um, they will have a giant pavilion uh, for our farmers market to hopefully extend the season in both directions, so that the the vendors over there can stay safe and dry and and not cold. Um,
0: and that's at the furthest north. Yes, end. It's the furthest north. Okay. End.
1: And then as you kind of move farther south, there will be more outdoor space. Um, seating areas. Hopefully there will be some space for a performer, so they may not have to necessarily be underneath the pavilion. They could come outside. And then there will be actually a fire pit type structure uh, that the uh, design committee has worked with the tribe on to have some uh, Native American uh, languages placed on that as well. And then you're just going to see that kind of continue all the way through with stamped concrete, um, nice planter areas and rain gardens, but it's going to be a really nice project when it's all said and done.
0: The bricks yes. that were there that were purchased what, like 1992 mm-hmm. yep. maybe yep. Uh, with the people's names on them. I know that they've been collected yep. and they're working out ways to get them back to the rightful owners. How is that working?
1: Yeah, so the, the, the issue with some of those bricks is because they were in high traffic areas, a lot of them have lost uh, the names yeah. or at least are tougher to see. And so I know Mayor Miller, um, Heather Tykoski, and Jen Tooman are over there today, I believe, going through a lot of those bricks and trying to uh, identify who they are, try to see if we have contact information from them, make them available for families to take potentially. But then we're also cataloging them because we're going to ha- identify all of the the donors on a plaque at Legacy Plaza on the north side be nice. when that's all said and done as well. So it's really trying to do both things, which is. I, continue to identify these donors who, you know, dedicated money for either themselves, their family, or their business, but then also to maybe potentially allow them to have those bricks back.
0: Okay. Is the clock coming back?
1: The clock is coming back, but it's going to be on the north side, Um, so north of the pavilion. The real uh, identification or reason behind that is when this project was started, all of the design committee were uh, businesses from the DDA as well as some of our DDA citizen advisory members, and they thought that having um, the clock there would take away from the view down that area. Okay, one I can way see or, that. One reason or another. Um, and I know we've got some citizen input on that that may have disagreed with that. However, at, at the late stage, it was difficult to change. Um, and so it's going to be on the north side, right where all the kind of the um, plaque for the, uh, the donors are with sure. the current bricks. Um, and then long term, they're still looking at potentially doing a nice arch at the entryway for Legacy Plaza on the south side so that you can really identify it, and then that's going to be where our big Christmas tree grows too. Okay, cool. We're going to have a really cool emblem in the stamped concrete that can be removed, and then the Christmas tree can be planted right there.
0: That sounds snazzy. It's going to be pretty neat. That is cool. Okay, so we're going to talk about one more thing. I'm I'm hitting you with a lot of stuff. It It is October, Mm -hmm. and it is COVID. It is. But kids want to go (laughs) trick-or-treating. Yes, they do. So what's happening?
1: Yeah, so (laughs) the city has kind of taken the approach, and we followed the lead of a lot of our uh, colleagues down around Portland, Hudsonville, Uh, those areas that have said, we don't establish federal holidays. We don't, (laughs) you know, declare Christmas a holiday. We just follow and try to make it as safe as possible for folks. And so what we have done is said, all right, six to eight, you know, on Halloween, go out and trick-or-treat, but please be safe. Please take all the necessary precautions that you believe necessary to keep yourself, your children safe. Um, Here are the CDC guidelines that they're putting out. Here we'll push out whatever guidelines come from District 10 Health Department but we're not going to cancel Halloween. Um, I know other communities have thought about that idea, and I think we've all tried to keep the same idea, which is, hey, do it safe. Um, But we also recognize that kids right now are just looking for something to go out there and do. Um, And a Halloween holiday is, uh, for me, it's awesome. I know for a lot of people, they enjoy this holiday. And so please just, you know, observe it safely and, and, and try not to do anything too crazy
0: well and it is on a Saturday so that makes it even a nicer it just kind of stinks that it happened during COVID but I you know people will make their decisions whether or not they Mm -hmm. want to take their kids out whether they want to hand out candy and that kind of thing and and there are a lot of other opportunities Mm -hmm. too that are going out trunk or treats and all that kind of stuff too so really um They can keep up on Facebook pages and with downtown Ludington, and you guys do a really good job of posting everything that's really going on. Yeah, and
1: the simplest of things usually works. So if you're a family and you're you're just uncomfortable with COVID-19 and participating in trick-or-treating, don't turn your porch light on. You know, those are the simple things that we can do to try to, you know, make sure people understand who is comfortable and who is not. Um, And so continue to practice all those
0: things. You might still get knockers. You might. I'm sure you will, because we, we usually run out of candy, and then we buy a ton, but where we live, we have, we in years past, we've had very high traffic, so oh, yeah. even when we've turned off the light, they still sort of like, trick or Absolutely, <laughs> and I've seen
1: some folks that have talked about using the, you know, PVC pipe yes. and a trough-type system. Mm-hmm.
0: Or the zip line.
1: Absolutely. Get creative with this stuff. Why not? Have fun. Be safe.
0: Yeah. Common sense Be safe. Even if there's no COVID. Exactly. Go with your kids. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel like it's a neighborhood that you want your kids to be in, go, just go around to different family members' houses. Exactly. You know, so yep. hopefully the weather won't be, you know, 35 and snowing.
1: Absolutely not. You know, but it probably we'll, we'll, will be. We'll plan on, you know, 55 and, and a little bit of cloud cover.
0: Okay. am hopeful. You go with that, because it <laughs> never happens. It's like the worst day of the year, usually. So, well, cool. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. For any other news, check out masoncountypress.com, and our weather is always brought to you by Smith and Eddie Insurance. And for everything happening in downtown Lennington, this is the guy, Mitch Foster, city manager, to keep you posted. MCP's The Scoop is a presentation of Benton Baker Ford and West Shore Bay. Hosted by Kate Krieger-Watkins, recorded and edited by Katie Provenzano with Katie Pro Video. Music by Edgar Struble.